Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But come on, man, nobody's perfect. Name one team that's undefeated. Okay, well, well there's Georgia. Right. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. That's another one. Florida State. Forgot about them. Oklahoma. Sure. Penn State. Indeed. Washington. Good team. North Carolina. Tar Heels. Air Force. And see, that's exactly my point. What, what is your point? Colin, look at me, man. <laughs> to me, coaching is a higher calling. Keenan Thompson, I was happy to see him back on Saturday Night Live every year for the season premiere. I think, is he back? And he always and he is for like the last 25 years. He's a funny dude. Oh, that is so funny. He was doing Deion Sanders uh, weekend update. I laughed and laughed at that. Uh, <laughs> that was so good. We need to grab, let's do this for the podcast, maybe, Hanson. The, the uh, One More Thing podcast that's double secret. It never airs. It's only available via podcast wherever you download podcasts. The One More Thing, that's what you're referring to? Yeah, after our four-hour radio show, we do one more segment. That doesn't air. And uh, we, we should grab the Michael Che written racist joke for Colin thing. That was pretty oh. funny, but very edgy. So, yeah, we should get that on. That was very funny. Is that the feature where they each write a joke for the other one that the other one must deliver? More or less, but I have comments on that. All right. So. That'll help the podcast. Um, did you want to do the Fauci stuff first or you want to oh, do yeah, the other I'm sorry. stuff first? 
Oh, it's funny you should say the Fauci stuff. Yeah, I was a little preoccupied there. Uh, I I want, before I launch into this, to remind you that any discussion of the Wuhan lab leak theory was strict verboten by the very mainstream media that's reporting this story. Misinformation. Probably probably run out of racism. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, Not to mention the major corporate social media. They would clamp down on your account if you, A, talked about Hunter's laptop, or B, dared suggest that perhaps Chairman Xi's bat flu came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, now, for instance, the New York Times with the story, Lab Leak Fight Casts Chill Over Virology Research. Scientists doing gain-of-function research said that heightened fears of lab leaks are stalling studies that could thwart the next pandemic virus. In other words, the idea that the uh, COVID leaked out of a lab has gained so much currency globally. It's taken so seriously everywhere where science is funded. It's getting really, really hard to get funding for gain-of-function research. So far from a fringe conspiracy theory that needs to be silenced, and and keep this in mind next time they tell you what needs to be silenced, uh, it's actually one of the biggest uh, factors in science right now. And uh, as they write in uh, the New York Times, they do the standard defense of -of gain-of-function research. Uh, Scientists genetically alter a virus to see whether that makes the pathogen deadlier or more contagious. That's the only way to get in front of the next... next, pandemic said uh, one penn state virologist the next flu pandemic is brewing in nature and we have very little means of stopping it this is a freight train coming we need to do anything we can to get ahead of that but critics say fiddling with deadly viruses pose intolerable risks for the sake of only hazy public health benefits lab mishaps have happened including in the united states however small the odds of a lab generated outbreak a leak could be catastrophic or was catastrophic. right? And if political concerns are intensifying scrutiny of -of gain-of-function studies, those scientists say the result is still a much-needed recalibration of the risks and benefits of such work. Trump derangement syndrome needs to be studied at the dozen best universities on Earth in detail and explained, laid out so we can all discuss it. People saying insane things that they didn't believe the previous day because Trump said them. And people denying what is plainly true, standing in Nepal and saying, I don't see Mount Everest, the editor of the New York Times or whatever, because Trump said Mount Everest is in Nepal. (laughs) Both sides, just absolutely insane. So... Uh, speaking of politics, the Republicans will vote for a Speaker of the House tomorrow. The Democrats have come out and announced that they're wholeheartedly, uniformly against Jim Jordan as he is an extremist. So he will get no Democratic votes for Speaker of the House. So they're going to re- need all of the Republicans, but like a couple. So we'll see if that can happen. Uh, a-, a recent poll showed only about a third of Republicans like the fact that Speaker McCarthy got booted. So of your mm. own party, only a third thought that was a good idea, yet it, it happened. And, uh, yeah, so at least right now it doesn't look like Jim Jordan's going to get the votes, but we'll see. And the critical thing, I think, here is that the attitude which has existed since our country was founded of, well, our guys lost the vote, so, okay, you guys won, let's work together, is gone. 
We lost the vote 96% to 4%, but we're not like going to let you do business. Those, those firebrands, those rebels on the Republican side. Good luck governing. Came across this over the weekend. I can't believe that I hadn't thought of it or seen it already. Old Senator Menendez, he was involved in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Really? The Egyptians gave him money, you see, so he was a... Oh, I just... I, see, I hadn't... I wasn't looking at it in that mm-hmm. direction. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of pyramid-shaped himself, too. Uh, just, just saying. His wife got indicted, too, so he and his wife are going to go to probably separate jails. Uh, Clemson students protest the removal of tampons from the men's restroom. Oh, I saw that. And I thought to myself, as I thought, I don't know if I've ever been involved in a protest, but see, you only got so many days on earth, only so many things you can apply your time, money, or energy to, and you're going to choose to get worked up over the fact that they took tampons uh, tampons out of the men's room at your college. That's going to be your cause. There's a lot of good causes out there. I mean, there are unimpeachably good causes out there for kids and the downtrodden and just all kinds of everything. But you're going to choose to put your energy into they took the tampons out of the men's room. (laughs) Maybe somebody just needs to explain to the kids that they took the tampons out of the men's room because there's no conceivable use uh, for a man of a tampon unless perhaps they have a nosebleed or something like that. You see, men don't need them. Oh, which reminds me, did you see that uh, gay male Dylan Mulvaney has been declared the woman of the year by some British magazine that uh, champions, quote, queer ideology? Oh, fantastic. Proving once again, men are better at everything, including being a woman. Take that, ladies. Ah, You're second class at being women. A number of uh, people have pointed out over the last week that, hey, you lefty college kids who are down with all this sort of stuff, you know what Hamas does to gay people? I mean, it's really too gruesome to talk about on the air, but I mean, it's torturously murderous the way they treat anybody they catch who's gay. (laughs) That's Hamas and a lot of the Palestinians who agree. Right, or a woman who dresses provocatively for that matter. Take that, you know, my short skirt is not consent, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, They think it is uh, there where Hamas uh, does their thing. So uh, Attitude, this is the magazine in, in, in uh, question, uh, was once a pro-gay and pro-lesbian magazine, but the magazine's celebration of queerness explains why it would pretend that a gay man can voluntarily change into a woman, even though he admits that he cannot be a woman by saying, quote, no matter how hard I try or what I wear or what I say or what surgeries I get, I will never reach an acceptable version of womanhood by those hateful people's standards. I don't hate anybody, but you're not a woman, you're a dude biochemically you're a dude neurologically you're a dude uh skeletally uh muscularly uh neuro uh, science wise you're a dude dude i believe he's penis also is he not well yeah but you can get your penis lopped off that doesn't make you a woman ah. that's that's it's, it's a bizarre claim and utterly in the face of all science yeah we follow the science except for like the science of fetal development and the science of uh men and women So speaking of sex parts, I mentioned last week that I have done a fair amount of reading about online pornography and porn brain and all that different sort of stuff. Came across another article over the weekend, I think it was in the New York Times, 
about how smartphones turbocharged internet porn and what it's doing for young people. And then some of the actual studies around it are really interesting. Uh, so we can get to that coming up. I thought I had some grasp of that issue, but the, the stuff you brought us last time shocked me. So, yeah, we got to recap that, and I want to hear the new stuff, too. Stay tuned, folks, if you can. Yeah, it is troubling, um, especially if you're like me or raising teenage boys who are going to get into this. Stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I was about a 13-year-old man, just coming into understanding that, wow, sometimes when I see an attractive girl, my brain goes nutso, and other physical things happen. I mean, about the best I could do was occasionally somebody would get a hold of a Playboy somewhere or maybe seeing Suzanne Summers on television on Three's Company. But that's about as good as I could do. God rest her soul. Now, the average 13-year-old, or certainly the average 17-year-old and 22-year-old, has got a smartphone with access to all of the craziest porn that exists on the planet for free, 24 Mm 7 in their hand and there's all kinds of studies out there talked about it last week because i'm raising teenagers i worry about this a lot because i can't imagine what it would have done to me as a young man um imagine if your coming to age of sexual awareness is internet pornography not real life experiences internet pornography well it it, uh, there's something called porn brain it can really twist your brain cause all kinds of problems it's just it's horrifying um it's pretty easy to understand. I mean, if you're kind of addicted to your phone now, as most of us are, because of the tiny dopamine hit we get when we hear, oh, I got a text. Must be something exciting, even though it never is. We, we got to look. Imagine if it's the teenage boy sex thing that you're getting mm-hmm. a dopamine hit from. I mean, that's some serious dopamine. And you very quickly, it's just you can't stop looking at it, according to uh, a whole bunch of research. 
And well, and what you told us last week about young men who can't be aroused by a real woman, that's just not the way their arousal it's works. It's a common problem for like a oh. 19-year-old guy who can't get uh, turned on physically with a real woman. So there, I think older people might think in terms of porn as like a substitute for actual companionship. Uh, but for young people with the porn brain, that's like, no, that is actual companionship. I have no interest in a real woman, which yeah. is insane. And one of, me, the best, but. one of the best things I read in one of the uh, uh, threads that were linked in the article was somebody saying, hey, I'm a drug addict, a recovering drug addict. Internet porn's more like drugs than, than sex in terms of an addiction. And it actually mentions this in this newest article that I read. I think it was. I don't know if it's the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Anyway, smartphones have turbocharged the danger of porn. And I'm going to get to some stats that are amazing. Um, research is already shedding light on the psychological and physical toll of easily available pornography. A study published recently by the Journal of Sexual Medicine states that porn users can suffer from loss of control, difficulties in sexual functioning, negative consequences for romantic relationships, and other areas of life. It actually changes the functioning of the brain around sex. Which is not really surprising, since you're just being introduced to the idea of it. Uh, and then it also talks about how pornography is to uh, as drug as drug addicts is to a th- the idea of taking drugs. It's it's more like drugs than sex. So it says it here. So I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting, yeah. and that makes sense to me. Porn addiction is now widespread at a surprisingly early age. In a survey in Great Britain, now I don't know if they're the same as us. There are a bunch of wankers over there, but uh, whoa. of respondents ages 14 to 18 described themselves as having a porn habit. One out of five, 10% said they were addicted. Well, I would suggest that a lot of those that just think they have a habit are actually addicted and haven't discovered that yet, but will when they try to quit. But that's, that's way too high a percentage for that age group. The technology of online porn also incentivizes the production of extreme or grotesque material due to a competitive attention economy that rewards clickbait. Today's young people, conditioned by handheld access to the reward cycle of violent pornographic stimulus and orgasmic dopamine hits, are maturing into adults who expect sex to involve violence. Listen to this stat. Sexual choking is endemic among teens and young adults. A recent survey of 5,000 American college students, 60% of women reported having been choked during sex. I read that somewhere. Oh, my gosh. 60%. I don't know, because I didn't know everybody and what everybody was doing behind closed doors, but I feel like when I was in college, that would have been extraordinary if it happened once everybody had been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not 60%. This is often non-consensual and inspired by porn. A survey commissioned by the BBC in 2020 found that 71% of British men under 41 have slapped. Again, 71% of British men under 40 have slapped, choke, or spit on a partner during sex. With more than half stating that porn had influenced their desire to do so. I, I would say it's way higher than that. You didn't come up with that on your own, slapping, choking, and spitting, did you? I don't think yeah, so. Me, wow. And like I said, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but I don't think me or any of my, well, I know I wasn't, and I don't think any of my friends were doing this either. And I don't know if they get into this and what you're looking at, but I know a significant percentage of people who are into really depraved sex. I mean, like really out there, like choking and slapping and the rest of it 
are on meth. They're tweakers. Oh, well, that that certainly could be. But And then they are providing the example to young men for uh, this is what sex looks like. So a bunch of completely depraved tweakers who will do anything for sexual pleasure, it's part of being a tweaker, um, are, 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 you know, showing you examples of this is sex? That's horrible. Well, uh, the, the other article I read last week and then this one suggested it's just the it's just the increasing you got to go further and further to make the dopamine thing work. So 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 a regular girl doesn't work for you. You can't get an erection next to a naked 19 year old girl as a 19 year old boy. Because of the porn. But the porn stops working. The regular porn stops working. So you got to go to something a little wilder or crazier. And that's what takes everybody Mm -hmm. to the slapping, spitting, whatever, or even further. Um, And then, of course, if that's what's triggering your brain, then, of course, a regular girl isn't going to work. How horrifying is that? That is horrifying. I got one more stat I want to get to before the show's over. We got some interesting latest stuff on Israel and Gaza and whether the ground invasion is about to start. I might have a little trouble with arousal next to a 19-year-old naked girl, too. Number one, I'd be sure my wife is going to come murder me any second. And number two, what's she thinking when she looks at me? Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the biggest concern right now from the Biden administration, according to the New York Times, is the opening of a second front, which would very possibly draw us into the war in Israel. But first, this report from CBS News. Israeli artillery and airstrikes have pounded Gaza in one of the most intense sustained bombardments the narrow strip of land has ever seen. Authorities in Gaza say more than 2,300 people have been killed, a quarter of them children. Hundreds of thousands of people have been heeding warnings from the Israeli military in leaflets dropped from the sky to evacuate from north to south. Even under fire, Hamas continues to launch missiles into Israel. And sporadic fighting broke out on a second front. After the militant group Hezbollah 
fired rockets into Israel from Lebanon. Nearer to Gaza, Israeli troops and armor are massing for an expected ground invasion on an unprecedented scale. Yeah, so the Israelis got all those troops and equipment and everything like that ready to invade Gaza, while meanwhile there's some firing going on of missiles evacuating of villages on the northern border. Reading from the New York Times article about this, fears of a second front deepened yesterday as intense clashes broke out along Israel's northern border. Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed militia that controls southern Lebanon, fired missiles into Israel, and Israel responded with artillery fire and airstrikes. A full-fledged attack on the north could overwhelm Israel as most of its forces are focused on the potential ground invasion of Gaza. Some experts warned that such a scenario remains frighteningly possible because Israel's vulnerability was exposed by Hamas's surprise attack that killed more than 1,300 people last week. So they're going with the Hezbollah thinking, wow, we thought they were stronger than that. Now's our time, I guess. And can you imagine life and your life as a country in a place where you're lobbing missiles back and forth across the border and, and carrying out airstrikes and artillery and the rest of it? But you're not at war. Oh, no, 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 right. no, we're not right. at war. This is just uh, what we do. And it's it's easy to use Hezbollah and Hamas kind of interchangeably, but they, they shouldn't be. Hezbollah poses a markedly more serious threat to Israel than Hamas because of its vast arsenal of precision-guided missiles and thousands of experienced and well-trained fighters. Iran and Hezbollah may decide this is a moment of maximum opportunity to take on a wounded Israel, which is focused on recovering 150 hostages and destroying Gaza. And they have some inside news there at the New York Times. An Iranian close to the government said that no decision had been made about whether to open a new front against Israel, but added that a meeting was to be held last night in a Hezbollah command center in Beirut to deliberate. Iran's foreign minister has been on a diplomatic tour, um, you know, talking happy talk, but... And uh, the analysis of this from somebody uh, in the know said you would not believe how much time Biden, Blinken, Sullivan are spending on this topic and Biden and Bibi talking about it, too. The Israel move into Gaza will get most of the TV attention, but never take your eyes off Tehran, all the Arab world's a proxy. So that's when this becomes a next level. It gets turned to 11 if Hezbollah actually gets involved. Yeah, I absolutely believe how much time uh, Biden and Blinken and, and Jake, what's his face, are spending on it. They they ought to. They should. Great and, Scott. And the whole reason we sec- sent that second aircraft carrier. Oh wow, man! If we're if we get sucked into this, which could happen, you know, this afternoon, and it'd be so easy. Do you think Iran wants that or wants to avoid that, or is that does that help them? If, if the goal is, as Tom Friedman is writing in the New York Times, the goal, the goal of decapitating babies was to make the world overreact so it just absolutely ends the possible deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Well, I think the answer to your question is uh, Tehran and Hezbollah and all sorts of uh, evildoers are meeting in Beirut trying to figure it out, trying to figure out, all right, what's our best strategy? How far do we push it and where, in what way? Um, because they'd rather not bring about their complete destruction at the hands of the great Satan, for instance. Um, but at the same time, as you say, that they've got to be thinking, we're never going to have a better chance than this. Every time I think the times are as spicy as they're going to get, they throw another you know, jalapeno on top. They being the fates, apparently, or the gods or whatever. 
Do we have that clip, Hanson? It's on the list. That's the the last one listed from Biden on 60 Minutes last night. There's not a number next to it. (laughs) It's the one after 56. I assume that would be 57. I don't know. It could be. Scientists are still studying it. We're being waved off. So Scott Pelley asked Joe Biden on 60 Minutes last night, you know, wars in Israel and Ukraine, can the United States handle, you know, a two-front war? And Biden's response was, hell yes, we can. We're the United States. We're the strongest military power in history. We do have it. Okay, go ahead. How do these wars in Israel and Ukraine relate to the safety of the American people? Overwhelmingly, they relate. For example, in Ukraine, one of my objectives was to prevent Putin, who has committed war crimes himself, who from being able to occupy an independent country that borders NATO allies and is on the Russian border. Imagine what happens now if he were able to succeed. Have you ever known a major war in Europe we didn't get sucked into? We don't want that to happen. We want to make sure those democracies are sustained. And Ukraine is critical in making sure that happens. Yeah, that actually wasn't the clip I was talking about. So he asks him, can we handle being in two wars at once? And Joe Biden says, hell yes, we can. We're the strongest military in the history of the world, man. We can handle that, both of those things, and keep the world safe and keep us safe. And I thought, can we? I would, I would actually like to ask Mike Lines that and Jeff McCausland and any of our experts. At the risk of uh, provoking you to go all corn pop on me, Mr. President, uh, break out your apology chain or take me out back of the gym, uh, what if you added Taiwan into the mix? What then? Right. But I had a cough care. He grasps his chest and, ah, and it's My over. President a- Kamala. Um, jeez. Oh, Why'd you have to drop that in there? Yeah, um, yeah. Huh? I just I just wonder, I mean, that that is the thing you need to say. You need to say to the world, of course we can handle both these things and anything else that comes our way. But is it true? I'm concerned that in a very, very short time, we wouldn't have enough ordinance left to go duck hunting. I mean, because we would run through our stores in a hell of a hurry. Well, two aircraft carriers in the Middle East, I assume if China moves on Taiwan, we kind of need a lot of aircraft carriers? No, I okay. I okay. And then what if Mars invades, right? Uh, well, the the president on. basically stated we can handle, you know, we can handle all these situations yeah. easily, and I just wonder if that's true. I just I'm being overwhelmed right now. You're overwhelming me mm. with your your nightmare scenarios. I'm just one man. Well, the the basic question is we got two things going on. Is another one more than we can take? And the president, "No, of course not, Jack." No joke, my word is a Biden. We'll take right. all comers. No malarkey. Germany, Italy, whoever we need to fight. <laughs> Japan again. Jap- we'll show them like we did last time. And I don't uh, know. Mr. President, we're, we're allies now. Next time we have Mike Lyons on that, I definitely want to get to that question. How are we? We got to be. We've got to be stretched, if not thin, at least obviously thinner than we were two weeks ago. Well, in answer specifically to your nightmare scenario of China jumping ugly uh, as well. And then an alien just, invasion. Throw in an alien. Oh, my God. The Martians. Maybe uh, another pandemic. I, I just read. Somebody make him stop. Um, I just read the transcript of a long uh, conversation. I think it was a podcast between various uh, military experts and former generals or whatever they were um, about our our readiness to deal with China. 
uh, navally specifically in in a couple of scenarios. And uh, I'm reminded of that reading. I'd kind of forgotten about it. But I think the answer is, and you've talked about this before, if nothing were happening in Ukraine and Israel was as peaceful as a spring afternoon, we would still not be able to prevail against China. Mm, Right. Yeah, Partly right. because of the problem of geography. They're way to hell over there. And if we're talking about Taiwan or the South China Sea, we just it's it's really hard to bring our forces there and support them properly when they're by their home base and have built an enormous navy. Okay. Well, that's what we're gonna ask our experts next time we have them on. And then what if you know, what if Will Smith slaps another person or Travis and uh, Taylor and Travis break up or anything like that? There's all kinds of contingencies out there. Donald Trump and Vice President Steve Bannon get elected. Yeah. That'd be surprising. That'd be a better question. What if uh, your your second in command ends up a president because you, you keel over? And what? And what if that person were, I don't know, a moron, for instance? <laughs> well, you do not hold back on your... I do not. You know what? Here, wait a minute. Where is that? Here it is. Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Uh... Profile on Vice President Kamala Harris in The Atlantic featured an interview with White House Chief of Staff Jeff Zients, who failed to come up with the time the embattled Veep made a meaningful impact on the administration. The article, which focuses on Harris's difficulty in improving her popularity and potentially bleak political future, writer Elena Plot-Calabro asked Zients if he could recall a moment when Biden had noticeably leaned on Harris for guidance. Chief of Staff failed to mention any. His team did not follow up with details, according to the writer. Zients had mentioned earlier in our interview that Harris had been instrumental in putting equity at the forefront of the administration's COVID response. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Other examples? Let me think of a specific anecdote, and I'll have somebody follow up, he said. I'll be right back. I've got to go to the bathroom or something. (laughs) And then you have the car sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, let's so I'll have somebody follow up. His spokesperson texted me after the call to confirm that the office would get back to me. Despite my follow-ups, that was the last I heard. Calabro wrote in the profile that Zients appeared uncomfortable at the notion of Harris potentially assuming the presidency. And I quote, when I asked Zients what he's observed in Harris that makes him confident about her abilities as a potential chief executive, he at first started chuckling in what seemed to be discomfort at the subtext of the question. Well, I want to, you know, make sure you're not talking about anything, but, you know, she's prepared. (laughs) Oh, where do you start? I mean, there's just so many good examples. I can't. You know, I'm just overwhelmed with fantastic things to say. I can't think of a particular one, but... We'd be here all week. Come on. A guy's got to eat, right? <laughs> where where was then, this publication? What? Which one was this? Oh, uh, that was the big profile in The Atlantic. The Atlantic. Wow. And then another profile about Harris published this week in The New York Times showed Harris fumbling a question about the narrative that she was picked for vice president because of her gender and race. He chose a black woman. That woman is me, Harris said. So I don't know that anything lingers about what he should choose. He has chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's like Yoda got drunk and is trying to babble out some sort of ancient space wisdom to Luke. He chose a black woman. That woman is me. So I don't know that anything lingers about what he should choose. He has chosen. Ancient space wisdom. Come on now. Wow. Wow. I like the fact that Zients 
even though he, he knows how the game works, they gave him an opportunity to get a hold of him later so they could put that in, and he didn't. <laughs> Here's a theory for you, and I'm prepared to stand by this theory. Zients is one of the, the leading lights of the Democratic Party, knows what she is and knows what her potential is as a candidate. Uh, there is none. Well, maybe more crassly, he doesn't think she. Yeah, he doesn't think she could win. Not just would right. not, not not she. He doesn't want her president. He doesn't think she could win. So, so why would he prop her up? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Should ask him about Gavin Newsom's accomplishments. Then he'd have been able to rattle some stuff off, probably. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll finish strong next with a couple of jokes from SNL, among other things. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A fisherman in Texas sent a new world record after he caught a 280-pound alligator garfish. And like everything caught in Texas, it was immediately bussed to New York City. Hey, no. <laughs> Alaska Airlines says that it's created a new coffee blend for passengers that tastes better when the plane is in the air, while Spirit Airlines has created a special moonshine they give out when they have to land upside down. <laughs> so, uh, is that true, though, the idea of coffee that, like, at a certain alt- altitude would taste better? That's interesting. Yeah, I saw that headline in, like, the first paragraph of it. Yeah, I don't Something about air pressure or dryness in the cabin or something. I came across this the other day. Maybe I'd heard. The great thing about being my age is I can. Everything I'm hearing for the first time, because I've forgotten everything I've ever learned. Um, But I don't remember if I knew that it's basically the equivalent of being at 7,000 feet when you're in a plane. My parents used to live at 7,000 feet, and I know that that's high enough that it, it, it has some effect on you. Yeah, yeah. I remember as a kid learning that cooking times are different at altitude. Being fascinated by that. Right, but if you've ever been at, you know, 
altitude, you know, you get winded faster and things affect you differently. Alcohol affects you differently. Probably caffeine does too. And that's, uh, so I always assumed that they pressurize a plane so it's more or less like being on the ground, but I guess not. Yeah, like I said, I didn't actually read the article. I Just not a priority. Um, Did you have one more... Uh, porn addiction thing you wanted to uh, squeeze in before the end of the show oh, did you boy, say i did what was it, it was some something awful um yeah i've got oh, to admit i rates. underestimated the the problem among young people having come of age in a pre ever-present porn era right yeah it's, well, there's, it's there's, difficult I, to see it from their perspective i think there's a couple things driving that if you just think porn and you don't like know about internet porn you just think well yeah you know there's a Playboy or a penthouse here and there when I was a young man, didn't do any damage, quit overreacting. Or you think it's some sort of like right wing Christian coalition anti masturbation thing, but it's not. I mean, it's a serious internet porn's a serious problem. Uh, ED, erectile dysfunction, once mainly associated with older men, <laughs> uh, ED rates have increased sharply in men under 40, starting in the 2000s, not coincidentally, as porn was going digital. The latest numbers they have, which are still like five, six years old, it's gone from 2% of men under 40 to 14%. And it's probably higher than that since those numbers are kind of old. But so it increased sevenfold. And that's, that's an awful lot of really young men who can't get an erection. Do they have any idea why? Well, they think Shocking. it's the, the internet porn. We'll have to follow up. Yeah. All great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. Final thoughts is two words. If you're you know, a, y- a young man and you ever find yourself in the opportunity to have sex and you can't get turned on physically, you got a problem. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's seriously out of whack. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew who is here filling in ably for Michelangelo. It's our executive producer, Mike Hansen. Mike, you want to lead us off? Oh, thank you very much. You know, I have a, a Little League game to uh, coach tonight, so i got to get into coach brain right now. So let's huddle up, guys. Hey, just enough hits and just enough runs to win this game. Good job. AG on three. One, two, three. AG! <laughs> just enough Fantastic. hits and runs to win this game. Perfect. Our esteemed newswoman, Katie Green, rising off her sick bed to share a final thought. Katie? Final thought, I uh, enjoyed a jack-in-the-box taco this weekend. Had you ever and had one I want to say heavily underrated. Oh, really? Had you had one before? I had had one before. It just uh-huh. been years. Jack-in-the-box taco. I might have to give that a whirl. So good. Mm, I believe in specialization. Either burgers or tacos, not both. Uh, Jack, uh, final thought for us? Uh, on the fast food theme, it just popped into my head. So we went to the drive-thru at Wendy's, on, uh, and all we got was three burgers. Now, it was a pretty big burger, but we only got three burgers. No drinks, no fries, nothing. for three people to just get burnt no fries. That's crazy. That's why Biden's going to lose. So my final thought is uh, it's uh, too much of a good thing. Dinner party last night. uh, Wonderful folks. Had a great time. Just terrific. We've got a big social engagement again tonight. Wow. Well, golly. I'll be doing the show from a gurney tomorrow. (laughs) I haven't haven't done one of those in like 15 years. I'll tell you all about it. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can grab our podcast there, pick up some A&G swag, drop us a note. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It's it's really serious. They're locking up my toothpaste. The devil ain't gonna win. No, no. 
That's not what I was told. So everybody chill. Just shut up! Okay. Okay, sorry. So let's go out with a bang. We're going to smear goose liver on our chests to prevent pneumonia and the consumption. And we're going to kill a bison and split, spread the blood on our foreheads and dance around a tree. I, no, that, that's not a good idea. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.